What's up ninjas and ninjas? Welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm head ninja at Exposure Ninja and best-selling digital marketing author. This podcast is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales through your website. And in this episode, I'm not going to be joined by anyone. No, it's just going to be me and you. We're going to talk about you because this episode is all about you. You see, I've noticed through the conversations that we've had with our clients and through prospective clients that there are a few reasons that people's digital marketing might not be as effective as it could be that are related to their mindset. So the trick here is that all four of the reasons your digital marketing might not be as effective as it could be are not about the digital marketing itself. They're actually all about the mindset that we go into digital marketing with. So in this episode, I'm gonna share the four reasons why your digital marketing might not be as effective as it could be that have nothing to do with digital marketing and everything to do with you. Now, I know that you and I, we're not so basic as to fall foul of any of these four things, but there might be some points in our lives when actually we slip into one of these patterns. So I think it's really useful to be aware of them so that we can learn to recognize them. It's often the things that we find most annoying in other people are things that resonate with maybe characteristics that we don't necessarily admire about ourselves and we're very conscious of. So any of these things which feel a little bit uncomfortable might be worth working down and seeing if there's anything going on underneath the surface. So it's going to be an emotional, introspective episode. There are going to be tears, maybe even from you, but I hope you find it really useful. I'm really passionate about this mindset stuff. A lot of people are like, yeah, mindset stuff, it's all woo-woo, it's all like hippies and crystals. The thing is about mindset is they're right that mindset on its own doesn't do anything. It's all about action, isn't it? But our mindset governs our action. It governs what we choose to do. It governs how we do it. So really mindset is the root of all success or failure, which is why I wanted to bring this episode to you. So sit back and enjoy the four reasons your digital marketing isn't working that have nothing to do with your digital marketing. So reason number one that your digital marketing might not be working as effectively as it could do is because some businesses design the entire business or their product or service around the owner or the marketing manager or whoever. It's designed around you. Now there's a famous saying that says, do something that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And this is supposed to mean that you should start a business based on what you love. So people will often, when they're starting a company, they'll say, okay, so what do I love? What am I really good at? What could I get people to pay me for? What sort of business do I wanna set up? What sort of structure would it have? What sort of business do I wanna run? The trouble with all of these questions, great as they are, is they're all around I. They're all around you or the business owner. The problem with that is that business is not all about you. Business is all about a customer. So the focus on all these questions is actually completely in the wrong place. Let me illustrate with a car example. So let's say that Ferrari were designing a new model of car. Now how Ferrari will do it is they will have someone draw a beautiful car, they'll then usually model it in clay and then they'll get the engineers and the people to work out how they can deliver the clay thing in real life. Imagine instead if they took the other approach and focused on themselves 
So the equivalent would be head of Ferrari looks around the garage and says, oh, what sort of crap have we got around here that we could knock together in a car? So this will be starting from inventory first. So they'd be looking at what sort of car do we want to build with the parts that we've got here? We know this isn't going to work. We know this is going to bring them a, a hideous car. Right? It's going to be terrible. It's probably going to perform poorly. It's going to be, there's going to be disconnect because they haven't started from the goal in mind. They've instead started from what have I got? Another example might be a chef. Let's say that fabulous Michelin star chef is designing their menu. What they do is they design the menu from what it needs to look like, what it needs to be for the perfect customer what they don't do is head into the bottom drawer of the fridge and see what's kicking around that they could whack together and stick it in a bowl with some sauce and then whammo there we go <laughs> right that obviously that's not going to work because they're designing something from the constituent parts rather than starting from what's the vision of perfect and how do we reverse engineer that how i like to approach these things and the ninjas at exposure ninja are sick of me asking this question is what does perfect look like? Now, the question needs to be asked from the perspective of the customer. If you ask the question, what does perfect look like for me? The trouble is you get something that's, again, built all around you. The question has to come from the customer's perspective. So what does perfect look like for the customer? If you can start by finding a customer who has a problem, which is like a, a painful and valuable problem to solve, and you can engineer your business around delivering a perfect solution, you'll never have to worry about your digital marketing finding a match. If on the other hand, you start from what do I wanna do, you're gonna find that you run into problems. A great example here, and I'm gonna be completely brutally honest, the world doesn't need another wedding photographer. But I'm really not picking on wedding photographers, I'm just using it as an example. Unless you're an artist, and if you're an artist, completely separate conversation. This show is all about business generating revenue and profit through a business. I'm going to use an example that this particular type of person isn't going to want to hear. And it's going to be very painful and it's going to cause a strong reaction. And probably we're going to lose some Exposure Ninja fans as a result of this. But the reason I'm going to say this is not to insult this particular type of person. It's just to use you as, as a complete example. The world has lots of problems going on at the moment. One of the problems it has, for example, would be Amazon are sending out millions of cardboard boxes every day they're not maximally biodegradable right they do biodegrade but the whole system could be better like that's a large scale problem there's a lot of wastage in the size and the shape and all of this and you know that's a problem which needs solving by someone and if you create a business which does that and fixes that problem you will be successful it would be very difficult to mess up that business. So that's an example of a business that somebody has started, not because they're passionate about cardboard or they're passionate about logistics. It's because they've identified a valuable problem to solve and they've gone after that first. So that's a really, from a business perspective, that's a great approach to take. The more common approach would be the wedding photographer. Brutally speaking, the world doesn't need another wedding photographer. There are enough. We don't have a supply demand problem here. We have an oversupply for the demand that there is. Wedding photography is incredibly competitive. We're not having to ship in wedding photographers from abroad because we just can't find enough. But 
The reason that space is so crowded is because, you know, I can attest photography equipment is extremely addictive. And <laughs> at various points in my life, I've gone from a spectrum of being mildly addicted to heavily addicted and obsessed with photography equipment. And I know what happens. You say, well, you know, wedding photography would be a great gig because you do like one or two gigs a week and the money looks okay. And, you know, I get to play with all this fancy gear and people love my uh, my images and they say lo loads of lovely things about me. As a business, wedding photography is like a you know, you're going to be self-employed, you're probably not going to have a wedding photography company that does 50 million a year, 100 million a year, right? Probably not. There's going to be someone out there that eventually that does it, or maybe there won't be. Now, that's not to say you need to be shooting for 50 million, 100 million a year or whatever, you need to do what's right for you. And if you want to be an artist, that is absolutely fine. That is a separate conversation. But if we're just looking at purely from a business perspective, you can see how those two very different approaches can produce radically different results. Now, you might spend as much energy and effort becoming the best wedding photographer you possibly can as being the person that creates the company which solves Amazon's product packaging problem. They might take the same amount of effort but you can see how the rewards would be dramatically different. By the way, this exact logic is why I stopped being a professional musician because I was working 12 hours a day thinking, wow, if I was doing anything else other than this, I'd be in a much better place. So I stopped doing that. That's the first issue is that people design a business or product around them, their likes and interests, rather than finding a customer with a problem and solving that. So instead of designing it all around you, I'd suggest thinking, what does perfect look like for this particular customer that has a valuable problem to solve and instead reverse engineer like the Ferrari like the Michelin star menu reverse engineer what the business needs to be in order to deliver that second reason common one it's going to be familiar you're immediately going to dismiss it as yeah I've heard it all before but it has particular implications for digital marketing I've teased you enough what is it well it's fear of failure now fear of failure has many different guises basically summing it up from a marketing perspective many businesses will be happier with a chunk of cash sat in their bank account than they would be investing that in their growth there's lots of different reasons why but basically it comes down to the fact that unless there is a guarantee outcome many businesses many marketing teams are unwilling to invest so they're only willing to bet on guaranteed winners okay so let me give you a betting analogy now I don't gamble at all because I look at the numbers and see the spread and think I don't know how people can justify that but in business I'll take risks a lot of people they're only comfortable placing bets on 1 to 100. So, right, dead cert thing. Is it an absolute certainty? Yes, then we're going to do it. Is there any risk? No, we're not going to do it. So they're placing 1 to 100 bets and they're expecting a 100 to 1 return. So they're placing bets on a dead cert and they're expecting these dramatic results that are only really available to people that have taken the risk. You just can't do that. That's not how the world works. So the only thing with a guaranteed outcome is mediocrity. Everything else takes risk. And actually nothing good was built without risk. So the problem people have here, and I'm going to use an example of SEO, maybe you can relate. So if you've invested in SEO, and I use the term invested lightly, if you've invested in SEO with a low quality, low cost SEO provider, chances are you will have been burnt. Now, some people have been burnt once, some people have been burnt twice, some people have been burnt three times, but usually at some point they say, right, I've had enough of this, SEO is not for me. 
particularly dangerous for the people that have tried it once they got burnt they're like right okay i'm not going there again okay imagine i've got a little boy he's 20 months old and he runs faster than his body is able to and when he does this he falls on the floor now imagine if he fell on the floor and he's like right drop me out I'm not going to run again because last time I ran, I hit the floor hard. He knows he needs to run. He knows that he's going to fall over. He gets back up and he does it again. And it's exactly the same with times when people have been burnt in business because they've taken a risk. They can over adjust and say, right, I'm not going to take a risk again. That went really badly. I'm not going to do that again. But this is the thing with risk. If you're placing 10 to 1 bets, you're going to fail 9 times out of 10. But the one that you win, you're going to win big enough to make it all worthwhile. So you're going to get burnt multiple times. That is just the game. That is how it works. The key is to keep trying. Now, there's a couple of people that I've met over the years who have really illustrated the dangers of this risk aversion in a business context. The first is a guy who's probably got one of the most... I'd say exciting businesses with the most potential that I've seen. Frustratingly, it was completely untapped. So just to give you a bit of background, this business, they sold helicopter baskets. So when a tower block or a building is on fire or you need to access the top floors of a building, one of the best ways to do it, one of the fastest ways to do it, is via helicopter. So you send a helicopter up. Now when a building is say on fire and you send a helicopter up, what they'll do is they'll have a basket underneath the helicopter that people can get on. The same for doing things like accessing oil rigs in difficult to reach places. They'll have a basket which people can get on. This is a helicopter basket. Now the sorts of people that buy helicopter baskets are governments. And these are not like, they're not just buying one. They're buying a few of these things. And a helicopter basket isn't the sort of thing that you get down Sports Direct in a big bin. <laughs> they're fairly expensive things. Average order value is meaty and the clients are very valuable. So I got talking to um, someone who came to Exposure Ninja asking for help. He said, yeah, I've, so I built this website myself. I haven't done any marketing with it yet, but I've already had my first order. So like, okay. Yeah, from the Japanese government. And it turned out he'd had this big order from the Japanese government for these helicopter baskets. I said, it's absolutely fantastic. This is the sign of life that we're looking for in the early stages of a business, which say, actually, do you know what? There's something here. You've gone from it, from a, let's find the solution that's valuable. You found a valuable solution. You've had that validated by a perfect customer already, even though you've done no marketing. Great, we can scale this. We know what to do from here. Let's let's push this thing harder. He said, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, let's, let's do it, let's do it. And then gradually you could see the fear start to creep in. And he'd be saying things like, oh, do you know what? It just feels a bit, how do, how do we know it's gonna work? Do we know for certain that it's gonna work? And of course, the only honest answer is we absolutely do not know for certain if it's gonna work. This is inherent in business. If we knew absolutely for certain that it was gonna work, someone already would have done it. So you have the first mover advantage here in an unknown market. There is two choices that you have. You can either push forward or you can retreat. Pushing forward comes with risk. Retreat comes with no risk. Remember, the only guaranteed path through life is mediocrity. You can stay where you are and we know exactly what's going to happen with 100% certainty. Nothing, okay? Which ultimately is the choice that he made. And it's really frustrating for me because that was a business where he didn't see what he had. All he needed to do was push his foot on the accelerator pedal and there would have been, something would have happened. You couldn't guarantee it, but something would have happened. That old saying, make hay when the sun shines. When you got something good, and as soon as you see a sign of life, 
let's accelerate. Let's go into that. The second example is a business that I first started talking to back in probably 2012. So right just before Exposure Ninja started, I was still working freelance and this guy reached out. I'm not going to say what business they're in because he's still in our world. He's probably going to watch this podcast. And he said, you know, I need some help with my SEO. I've done a bit myself, but it's, it's time to get the professionals in. This was in 2012. So we talked it through. We identified that, yes, there was quite a lot of opportunity in this space and that he could push it harder if he wanted to. Uh, but he didn't personally have the time, so it made sense to get professionals in. So he ummed and ahed in it and eventually decided not to do anything. And then he came back a few years later as well and tried a sort of similar thing. And, oh, I'm not sure about it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so basically a seven-year period of indecision. I also met other clients during that time in 2012, 2013, 2014, early on in Exposure Ninja who during those years have been investing solidly in their digital marketing through us. We've got clients who joined us then that are multi-millionaires. We've got clients that dominate their industry because they've been investing solidly in digital marketing, learning the lessons, continuing to grow, taking risks, doing what they need to do, being customer focused. And they've grown to that level. Meanwhile, this guy is exactly where he left himself, right? He's taken the only guaranteed path through life mediocrity. So I see examples like this and I'm like, okay, it's false safety. They believe that the safest thing to do at any one time is to not do anything at all. It's to stay in retreat. It's to hide in the cave and wait for stuff to come to you. But stuff never comes. So this fear of failure can be crippling. And whilst it might not have the big highs and big lows that being willing to take some risk can do, it actually has a much worse ending, which is just a slow demise into inevitable death. (laughs) So on that note, here's a kind of mantra that you can use instead. If you feel like you'd rather have cash in the bank than investing in your growth, here's something that you can use. If it doesn't feel risky, it's already been done nothing worthwhile was built without risk. And I use that liberating truth myself as a mantra whenever I'm worried about taking a particular business risk. Okay, reason number three that your marketing isn't doing as well as it could do, which has nothing to do with your marketing, is obsession about irrelevant things. There's two phases of business where obsession about irrelevant things most creep up. The first is in the very early days of startup phase. When you're thinking about color, logo, all this type of stuff, it can feel like the most important decision in the world and it can get people bogged down really early on. Newsflash, your logo doesn't matter. Color scheme doesn't matter. It might matter a tiny bit like the frosting on a donut matters, like the icing on a Christmas cake matters, but really people are there for that juicy, juicy fruit. So what are the things that people worry about which really don't matter? First is things like, I say, logo, color scheme, terminology. So using particular terms and, oh, let's work on the particular headline on our homepage to use this really clever pun. And we don't wanna say teamwork, we wanna say collaboration. And the audience just glances past it in half a second and doesn't even notice the hours of pointless conversations that went on about that irrelevant detail. So recognize what's important and move on. Another thing that people get obsessed about is competitors. If you're thinking more about your competitors than your own business, you're in a completely different space. You should leave your business and go and become a consultant to your competitors. You're not gonna get any results from just purely focusing on your competitors. We see people who spend all their time obsessing about competitors and 
then just design the average of all of their competitors. The market doesn't want that. That already exists. The market wants something that is better right? You're not going to beat your competitors by copying them. It just doesn't make any sense, does it? It's like trying to beat someone in a race by following them. Like, how's that going to work? Another thing that can be another obsession trap is technology. Now, if you're like me, you do get a bit into your technology and it can be a little bit distracting, let's say. So whether it's a new CRM system or you're getting into video and you decided to buy all the video gear, like you gotta get focused on what's actually important to people. If you are starting to make videos, as an example, what really matters is that people can see you and hear you. That is what matters. The rest of the technology stuff doesn't really matter. I'm telling this to myself in the hope that it gets through, but I know that it won't. Next time I see a lens I wanna buy, I'm gonna buy the lens, even though it doesn't matter. So rather than getting obsessed about irrelevant things here's a mantra that you can use instead the only thing that matters is how well you're serving your customers and how many of them you are serving if something doesn't matter to your customers or potential customers it shouldn't matter to you focus on the customer focus on making them ridiculously happy what does perfect look like for them and then reverse engineer it don't start with what's the most awesome CRM we can build. It has to start from customer first. What does the customer need our CRM to do? And then you can reverse engineer from there. So the fourth and final reason your digital marketing is being held back, which has nothing to do with your digital marketing, is the business owner or the marketing manager's belief in miracles. So what do I mean by belief in miracles? We have clients where we're running a campaign for them, where they're paying one pound in and they're getting 15 pounds out. So if they put 10 pounds in, they get 150 pounds out. Everybody wants to get to a stage like that. But the reality is getting to that stage does not happen immediately. Getting to that stage takes time. And you don't get to a stage where you're putting one pound in and getting 15 pounds out without having been through a stage where you're putting 15 pounds in and getting one pound out. So to get to any successful place, you've got to trawl through a whole lot of failure, or as we call it, testing. Our most successful clients at times have invested so much in their digital marketing, both with us and elsewhere. Some of them have even made us uncomfortable with the level that they're investing. But they knew that to get into a sick party, you've got to pay a high entry price. And over time, they've been rewarded. On the flip side, you might know someone who has a fundamental belief in miracles or magic bullets. And what they do they hear about something that's working really well for someone, they decide that the key to their business success is that thing and that thing alone. It happened with Facebook ads to a level I've never seen before. People all over the world, particularly in coaching and consulting businesses, decided that Facebook ads was the only thing between them and all of their dreams. All they needed to do was do Facebook ads because the possibilities were unlimited. Now, for many businesses, we've got clients that are very successful with Facebook ads. But what doesn't happen is you immediately run a Facebook ad and this money just starts flying out of the computer and you're just like, oh my gosh, quick, get me a helicopter, get me some Rolls Royces. I need to find somewhere to park all this money that Facebook is just shoveling into my bank account. That just doesn't happen. And yet people are walking around this world looking for magic bullets. They genuinely believe 
believe inside them that there is something out there which is just going to unlock immediate riches. All they need to do is find that thing. The trouble is, the people who jump from thing to thing to thing to thing looking for the magic bullet are like people who quit their own businesses to go and join the gold rush. They try each thing just long enough to realize that it's not magic, that it's not the magic bullet that they were looking for. They never go deep enough to get any sorts of results. They quit when they're at the 15 pounds in, one pound out stage, so they never get a chance to reach the one pound in, 15 pound out stage, and they just go from thing to thing getting similar levels of failure. And guess what that breeds? That breeds a real cynicism, and they just get increasingly desperate to find the next thing. And then chatbots come along, and chatbots are the next thing and then snapchat comes along and snapchat is the next thing and tiktok what i'm not saying is that find something and just go all in with it and just be completely blind to any results just keep pushing through until it works clearly some stuff works better than other stuff and what works best for you will depend on your business your audience your message it's why at exposure ninja now all of our digital marketing packages contain every different marketing channel and then it's just which areas are we focusing at this particular time so if we need to put more attention on seo then we'll do that if we then need to test some facebook ads we can do that and the package includes all of these different options to give us that flexibility because we recognize that not every business suits each individual individual channels. Sometimes we'll need to test something, get some results and say, okay, let's compare that to this thing over here. So what I'm not saying is that you need to do just go all in with one thing and just stay there forever. But at the same time, you've got to recognize that just when you start on any particular marketing channel, it's not going to be hitting that magic combination on a fruit machine where the money just starts pouring out, right? You've got to put some work in, you've got to invest some time and energy to get that platform to a stage where it's finely tuned, whether it's Google ads, Facebook ads, Google Shopping, SEO, content marketing, email marketing, whatever. There's going to be a testing period to get to the sorts of results that you want. This stuff does not happen overnight. But the most dangerous thing and the reason why I include this magic bullet piece at the end is because the belief in magic bullets and in miracles is actually more dangerous than it seems because the fundamental underlying belief there is that your destiny is not in your control your destiny is in some external thing facebook ads is the key what you're really saying there is i have no control over my future facebook ads is going to make me successful so i remember meeting someone who's much older than me much more established in business really early on i must have been 25 years old and we were talking about writing books and making courses and all this stuff and at the end of the conversation he looked at me and said tim I'm really excited to be working with you. You're going to make me a lot of money. And I said to him, no, Simon, you're going to make you a lot of money, right? Really kind of jarred with me that this guy was placing his future in my hands. No, no, no. Your future is in your hands. Your future is not in Facebook ads hands. Your future is not in Tim's hands. Your future is not in Exposure Ninja's hands. We are tools that you can use to get where you want to go, but your future is always in your hands. The belief in a magic bullet is a lack of belief in yourself to be able to get you to where you want in life. What you're really saying by believing in magic and miracles is that some other entity is going to transport me to the future that I really want. The reality is that's not how the world works. So if you find yourself believing in a magic bullet, you've got to be aware that it's actually a more dangerous belief than it seems 
because there's a lack of control there. There's a lack of willing to take responsibility for your current situation, which will really prevent you from getting where you want to be. So here's my advice in the meantime. Accept that miracles and magic don't exist. Surround yourself with the best people that you possibly can. Build the best team you can. Make the best decisions that you can make in that moment and then work as hard as you can with the resources that you have available. Then accept that while you're on this earth, you're subject to the same laws of physics as everyone else. Facebook ads is not gonna make you a trillionaire. That is it. So I hope you found that useful. I don't wanna focus too much on the negative side of things, but at the same time, I think it's really important to look at the characteristics of people who never get where they want in life so that we can make sure that we use that as a warning. Nothing I've said here is intending to judge people. If you have these beliefs and you feel good believing in miracles and magic, and always looking for magic bullet, if that serves you and makes you happy, then that's absolutely fine. But just know that from my perspective, it's gonna limit the performance of your digital marketing and therefore your business. So I hope you found this useful. Don't forget to check out Exposure Ninja on all the social media channels. We're active on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube, where you can also see all of these podcast episodes in video form. If you're watching this on video, then did you know you can also find the Exposure Ninja podcast on all the different podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the other ones. <laughs> so just search for Exposure Ninja and give us a subscription. By the way, if you've been a listener for a while and you haven't given us a review on the podcast's app, please do so. They make a real difference and I don't ask them very often. So I'm asking you, please, it'll only take you a few minutes and uh, it'll mean that we get lovely feedback so we can keep making these episodes for you. Until the next one, see you soon.